All that is left for me to do is to introduce our speaker this morning, Lindsay Wells. Lindsay is our kids and families pastor and Lindsay is just, she is phenomenal what she does. She checks in on families, looks out for kids. The resources that are provided for every week is done by Lindsay throughout the week. She, she loves people. She is a brilliant communicator and I know this morning we're going to be blessed, we're going to be encouraged, we're going to be challenged. So why don't we approach Lindsay's message with an open heart. We're excited. Thanks, Lindsay. God bless. Hello, church. I'm Lindsay Wells. I am the children and families pastor at Skylark Church. And it is my honour and privilege to be sharing some thoughts with you today about Advent. We are officially on the run-up to Christmas. I reckon most people have got their decorations up. Um, if not, they've probably had them up for weeks because there's been that general feeling of um, wanting to ignite some joy and hope into our households. Um, I want us to think this morning about expectations. And to set the scene, I want us to start by looking at some verses of scripture in the book of John. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14. And these verses for me just kind of set the scene beautifully for Christmas. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming to the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognise him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that, that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This could be the greatest prologue ever written. It tells of the light of the world, the Word, Jesus, coming to earth on that very first Christmas in order for us to be reconciled with God. Advent is so much about build up, waiting, anticipation for what's going to happen, excitement, hope, building, expectancy for all that has been foretold and promised to come together in the birth of Jesus. 
and we count down the days literally don't we on our calendars now you might be one of these good people that opens the door every day and if there's a little chocolate in there or you might be one that slit the bottom open pull out the trays eat all the chocolates and put them back in again but now Christmas might be a time that you love it might be a time that you dread it might be a time that generates so much excitement in your home but it also might be a time of tension and stress but at that very first Christmas, it was shrouded in expectation of hope and joy on a heavenly level. I want us today to consider expectations, ones that we set and ones that God sets and how they can be very different. At that very first Christmas, there was no one more expectant than Mary, quite literally. Now, I had um, an experience of having a baby at Christmas. As you can imagine, it was quite different to the one that Mary and Joseph had. First of all, I wasn't visited by angels. Uh, secondly, I did not give birth to the Son of God. <laughs> I was at home. I was safe and warm with my husband by my side. I had two amazing midwives, one of which um, was a very dear friend. I felt calm and safe. I had pain relief and there was emergency equipment on hand should we need it. It was very different to what Mary experienced. Thank goodness. I mean, a donkey ride to induce your labour. I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. Now, I don't know what Mary's expectations would have been for the birth of Jesus. I don't know how she was expecting it to go and what expectations that she had set for it. But I can imagine that these expectations may have need to be adjusted somewhat, as they often do for any birth, but particularly for her. Um, I mean, from the beginning, how she thought her marriage would start needed to be readjusted. She wasn't expecting to start her marriage already pregnant with the Son of God. Like, let alone giving birth in a stable block and having to lay her newborn baby in a manger where the cattle ate out of. But the expectations that God had given her about who she was going to give birth to did not need to be adjusted because she knew Jesus was the son of God. He was the Messiah, the one who would pay the ultimate price and reunite us with God. These expectations had been set by God at the very beginning. In Luke, we can read in Luke chapter 1, verses 30 to 33. Now, this is when um, the angels appeared to Mary um, 
And uh, first of all, in uh, verse 28, he called her favoured woman and said, the Lord is with you. And then it goes on to say in, in verse 30, again, the angel speaking, uh, said, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. The light of the world sent for us. Now in life we have to constantly reevaluate the personal expectations that we set, the ones that we set for ourselves or for others sometimes. They're always having to adjust. They might rise or lower according to what we know and what we're experiencing. This year, our expectations have had to be reevaluated on a global level. You know, experience tells us often that when things don't go to plan, when our expectations aren't met, either of a situation or of a person, and hurt and disappointment creeps in, it can lead us to lower our expectations. But when it comes to God and the expectations he sets for us and the expectations he sets of who he is um, and what he could do. Now, when it comes to those expectations, I, f I believe that God says this, that he says, don't lower your expectations of me or what I can do. Because the expectations I set for you don't need to be adjusted. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 20 to 21, it says, God has the power to do immeasurably more than we could ask for or imagine. We do not need to lower our expectations of God or of what he is able to do. And that is hard. It's really hard. Let's let's be honest. Like the reality of that is really difficult because the world will tell us to lower them. The world will tell us to change them, to to make them more realistic. If things aren't going to plan, if things aren't going to our plan, the world will tell us that we need to gain control back again over our expectations. But God says otherwise. Now, I think if Christmas tells us anything, it is to raise our expectations of what God can do. To challenge us to swap the expectations we've created to ones that God has created. Now, if I'd been Mary... My human expectations of giving birth to the Son of God would have probably been something like this. I mean, 
at the very least, I would have expected to give birth in a warm, safe, secure house, being surrounded by people that would have been there to help me, probably angels, that would be nice, be surrounded by angels who could have been my midwives, with supernatural pain relief, maybe some gentle heavenly music playing in the background. Um, and certainly for him to arrive at a time that was convenient for me, I mean, not after a donkey ride, maybe uh, after the census had been taken or sometime before, uh, certainly when accommodation had been found. I mean, I'd want the timing to have fitted in with when was right for me and when I thought would be a good time. But thankfully, God set the expectations for Christmas and his expectations were that the creator of the universe would come to earth humbly as a baby to grow into a man who would then go to the cross, taking on the sins of the world because he loves us so much that he would stand in our place so that we could be united with God again as God's sons and daughters. Because Christmas led to Easter. We couldn't have had Easter without Christmas. So I want to challenge us this Advent season as we head towards the big day of Christmas. And as excitement for many grows and as hope grows I want us to think about some of the expectations we might have for our lives or for our family at the moment and it could be anything it could be job it could be house it could be relationships it could be health it could be something for our children it could be to do with school or college and I want us to consider if these expectations and these hopes have been set by you or by God and if you think they are probably more you than God then I want us to think about how we can shift that. Now first of all I think it's important to think about well how can we tell the difference um, and I mean, thinking about this, the things I'm going to say or suggest on a definitive list, okay, is just a starting point. These are just things that I often consider when I'm making plans and I feel like I've set some expectations regarding those and how I'm responding to the situations around me, whether they're being met or not, whether I'm feeling disappointed or hopeful. And when I'm reevaluating, kind of, God, is this you? Is this your will? Are these your expectations, the things that you're saying um, that you want for me or you want to do through me or for my family? Or is it me and my desires and my wants? And um, so there are just a couple of markers that I kind of consider um, that can often throw up some red flags around this. The, the first one is about peace. 
and just that question of do you have peace about them does it sit well in your heart and your spirit or is there an element troubling you making you feel uneasy like that tension and you know you know if you have that peace from god that surpasses all understanding so it might be something that just feels impossible or unrealistic um but if it's set by god then that peace will be there that will go beyond our own understanding of the hows and the whys and the whats so that's a great place to start um and also another thing that i try and consider is does it sound like god this thing that i'm hoping for or how i've set my expectations does it sound like him and his character the god that i know the god that i read about in the bible or does it sound more like me a bit like the expectations i would set if i was mary around uh giving birth to the son of god <laughs> um i mean it might involve when we're thinking about um our expectations and comparing um comparing them to god's character sometimes if there's an element of entitlement or a feeling like what you deserve is kind of creeping in there then that might be a red flag that it's not totally in alignment with with god and his expectations and then also thinking about whether these require you to let god take some control or whether it solely relies on you and your abilities to make it happen if it's all on you then it might not be totally from god as he wants to partner with us he wants to help us he doesn't want us to rely on ourselves solely he he wants to come alongside us um we don't have to do things on our own doesn't want us to do things on our own he enjoys doing stuff with us and then once you've done that i want us to be willing for god to set our expectations and it might just be that things need a little adjusting to come back into alignment with god and his expectations his will and his plans it might not be that you know you have to start again and wipe everything clean it might be it might be that actually as you consider these things prayerfully it might be do you know what i've gone totally off on my own tangent here um and you need to kind of come back to the beginning but it might just be a little tweak it might just be that as disappointment has crept in as timings haven't been maybe as you would have hoped for or expected have made just slightly go just off a little bit might just need to just just come back again just a bit remember it might not look 
how we thought it would. When we give out stuff over to God, when we say, okay, God, you set this, you take control um, and ask him, what, what have you got for me and my family? And what do you want us to do? What do you want us to partner with um, you on? Something that um, is a challenge for us to pray is, God, show me where you are so that I can join you there so that it's not about us and what we want but it's about spotting God where he's already at work and saying God I want to work with you but yeah things might not look how we thought they would they might not go how we thought they would I mean consider Christmas that very first Christmas for Mary and Joseph but give it a try this Advent and have faith. Believe that God has the power to do immeasurably more than we could ask for or imagine. Happy Christmas, everyone. I pray a blessing over you and your households. <laughs>